0: Everybody, what is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter.
1: Thanks for joining. Today is a bonus episode day, and I am here with the one and only Chris Sherrod. Hello. Chris, glad to have you here. Thank you. Listeners might be wondering why we're about to talk about Ecclesiastes. They saw it in the title. It is not in this year's reading plan. However, um, many scholars would say Solomon wrote it. And that being said, we're currently reading about Solomon and 1 Kings. And so this would chronologically kind of fall around this time. Perfect. Yep. But I know you, Chris, you get excited about Ecclesiastes. You've taught it before. And so I thought, hey, if we're doing a bonus episode, I've got to get Chris in the studio. To, studio. Why, why do you get excited about Ecclesiastes? Why should we study it?
0: Well, a few things. One, I used to not like Ecclesiastes. I When I didn't really know it well or understand it, I'm, I would be like, why is this even in here? Like, I don't get it. Um, and then I had a different view of it that it was all about just, you know, wealth and women and prestige. Like, we know that isn't satisfied. This is just reaffirming that. But now I actually believe even more mm. that this book is relevant. Um, one of my favorite apologetics writers said one time that Ecclesiastes is the book that modern man needs the most. And here's what he said. It is the book that asks the question that the rest of the Bible answers. And the main question is, what will satisfy you? Is there anything that's going to last that really is meaningful? And this is what it constantly asks all through the book. Is there anything? And so the author, assuming it's Solomon, um, who did this big experiment, lists literally everything you can think of. And I think what most sermons I've heard cover is just like I mentioned, the riches; mm-hmm. those don't satisfy. Um, you know, women or sex—we know that doesn't. Um, building projects, prestige, and we kind of stop there. Like, okay, that's the lesson of Ecclesiastes. Right. What I love is the book is really saying, "Listen, all of creation is awesome and it's intended for for us to enjoy, but never to satisfy us." even really really good things. And so what what threw me off I think initially was the word vanity or meaninglessness. Yeah. Once I really studied that word I went okay it's not that life has no point, that life has no meaning, that he's just this pessimist about like just kill yourself like it's not that it's at not, all. That is
1: if that's if you read this book and that's the message you get. Yeah. Send us an email. We'd love to help. Thank
0: you. Yeah. So the main word is hevel. Yeah. It shows let's up, camp out there. Okay. The, so this word is translated breath um, or vapor. Um, I was actually just reading this morning in Psalm 39, and it shows up. It's talking about how you and I hmm. are very fleeting in our life. And twice it says, surely all mankind stands as a mere breath. So you think of the picture that, that the word should kind of bring up in your mind is going outside in a cold morning and you breathe and you see your breath and then how long before it's gone? It's For like, no, you Instantly. can't catch it. Yeah. So the word hevel literally is translated breath or it can be like fleeting. So another common um, verse that we all know where this is used is in Proverbs 31, where it talks about a godly woman and yes. it says, charm is deceitful and beauty is hevel. Vain. Yeah, it's vain or fleeting, but literally it's the word hevel. So what you need to think of, like if, if I were to read... Ecclesiastes chapter one, verse two, okay? In the ESV, it says, Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. The way I need to read that verse is the merest of breaths, the merest of breaths. Everything is a breath. Like it's just gone so fast. And so this is where the book does a really good job of creating in me, what it did for me is it made me a joyful realist, (laughs) Hmm. And what I mean by that, I'm, I'm naturally a, uh, a positive person. Glass is always half full. And um, the problem is um, life does not always go great. I think if you read the Psalms, there's a lot of Psalms that complain about unfairness. Um, Ecclesiastes kind of comes in and just goes, listen, you just need to accept this. Like life is fleeting and it's a breath. And it is not like the law of karma that so many of us fall into that you do good things, good things will happen. It's just, Mm -hmm. hey, it's not fair. And he just talks about like, hey, listen, if you're rich or poor, you're going to die. If you have a lot of stuff, a little bit of stuff, or if you're really wise or a fool, we're all going to die. And so in light of the facts of there's a great book called Living Life Backwards that talks about Ecclesiastes. And so he says Ecclesiastes constantly points you to the end. And says, listen, death is going to come to everybody. So in the meantime, if you rewind that, how do we live our lives? And over and over and over again, when I got that mentality, you begin to see all through this book that he talks about God, about fearing God, and if you're pleasing God, and God is the one who gave you these things. And um, he's bringing God into the picture. He's just saying, listen, all of these things you should enjoy. Enjoy your wife. He talks about enjoying wine, enjoying the things that God has given you, but just know Young man, because he keeps talking to young men. Right, you're going to give an account, like you're going to stand before God. So fear God, keep His commandments, but enjoy stuff right now. Like it's okay to enjoy these things, but whatever you're enjoying, remember it's Hevel. It's just, it's like trying to grasp. Yeah, it's like trying to grasp the wind. He talks about. It's like a wild goose chase with no goose. Like it's just <laughs> yeah. not gonna
1: I, I like to think about when I uh teach kids cotton candy. Exactly. It seems to offer a lot, but the second you put it in your mouth, yes. it dissolves.
0: The funniest thing is if you watch the very first time you give a kid cotton candy, because they're so excited. Oh, I've never seen this. And they put it in their mouth and they're like this smile, and then all of a sudden they get this puzzled look on their face, like there's nothing to chew. It disappeared. It's gone. Like it's literally gone. Yeah. And that's the message. And so there's a there's a lot of really good stuff about um being consistent, not being a, a hypocrite, like you know that you do these things too. And it's just, hey, enjoy life, but let's be realistic. Like it's not gonna turn out the way you expect or the way you plan. Um, you know, and Proverbs talks about that a lot, right? But Ecclesiastes is more the calm philosopher coming in, just going, Hey, let me just
1: systematically big
0: picture stuff. This is gonna be fading, this is gonna pass, this is gonna pass. So what should you do in light of all that? So that's reality, but you can be a joy for realists. You can enjoy these things.
1: What, Chris, you kind of alluded to this uh, a little bit ago, but what are some obstacles to study or mistakes people can make when approaching this book?
0: Well, there's a few things. I think that if it was Solomon, it does appear that he was able to do this big experiment later in life when he mentioned uh, all the women that sure. we know that he had a whole lot of wives, right? And, and the, so, and the
1: resources, and the resources for every other category, exactly,
0: exactly. So when you read about those things, it's it's easy to go, okay, so I need to take that with a grain of salt. That um, Solomon even warned, gave warnings that he himself didn't later, you know, heed about um, foreign women and things like that. Um, but so I need to always remember, like, okay, I want to read this in light of the gospel. In light of the New Testament, in light of what I know is true, that ultimately I know where the answer is, that none of this will satisfy, only Jesus will. But I think also to not think that, so it's just material stuff he's warning about. He's warning about everything is going to fade. Knowledge. Your body's going to fade. He talks, he has this really good description of, hey, your body's going to die. It's going to fade. He's got some really cool um, uh, kind of allegorical ways of describing getting old um, that are really fun. But there's a ton of stuff in this book that I think that we that we don't realize these um, idioms. Like, there's nothing new under the sun. That's from Ecclesiastes. Yep. Dust to dust. Um, For everything there's a season. Uh, Eat, drink, and be merry. Even a fly in the ointment is in Ecclesiastes. So, I think there's more to this book than we realize. But his reminder, I think the biggest thing to remember is what... Um, he talks about in chapter 3, verse 11, that God has set eternity in our hearts. Yeah. That what he's ultimately saying is, listen, the reason all of this stuff is Hebel is because it's it's not going to last. It's God's put eternity in you, and you will always be disappointed, um, even with wonderful things. Enjoy those things, um, but just realize they're always going to just fade. Like, literally all these things can be taken away, can die. And if you find your identity in those things and not in Christ— It's crushing. Yeah, it's really crushing. And so you can be, though, I think, uh, uh, a joyful realist.
1: I love it. Uh, Lastly, as as we wrap up, tips for study. Just good Bible study method. How can we approach studying this type of biblical literature well?
0: Yep. Well, I think there's the obvious ones of praying for wisdom, praying for the Spirit to illuminate His words, because God— plan for this book to be in here for a reason. Again, I used to be like, how did that slip in there? Like, I don't <laughs> yeah, understand. Why is this one- what in the world? Is it just meant to confuse you? Um, but I think always looking for Jesus as the fulfillment in any of this stuff, that how does Jesus actually um, you know, fulfill this? But then also looking at my own life, okay, so how do I fall for that lie? Because I am probably not going to fall for the lie of I just want to be a millionaire. I'm going to fla- fall for the lie of the er. I, just, I don't want to be rich. I just want to be richer than I am. It's not that I've got to be happy. I just want to be happier. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we, we tend to not notice it's the small things that make my heart, you know, discontent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then always, as you're reading it, balance scripture with scripture and asking yourself, again, how, how is this fulfilled in Jesus? How does he answer all of these things? Like I mentioned, um, how is he the answer? to all the questions that the book of Ecclesiastes asks.
1: So good, Chris. Thank you for being here. Thanks for sharing. You're welcome. I'm excited for all the listeners to dive in and and study Ecclesiastes, too. great book. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for
0: listening, and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast?